Hello, and welcome to Saint Stories for Kids, a weekly podcast full of fun stories and facts about the holy men and women that have come before us. I'm your host, Sean Barros. Saint Stories for Kids is brought to you by Shining Light Dolls. Discover award-winning Catholic dolls, books, and more. Catholic mom-designed, Catholic kid-approved. Visit www.shininglightdolls.com to learn more and sign up to receive free coloring page printables while you're there. Today we'll be telling the story of St. Hildegard of Bingen, whose feast is celebrated on September 17th. Hildegard was born in 1098 in Burmersheim, Germany. Hildegard was the 10th child of an upper-class family and spent her childhood playing in the lush forests of the Rhineland. At the age of 8, Hildegard was given, almost like a tithe, to the church to become a religious. St. Hildegard was chosen as the companion to a teenage girl named Yuda, who had decided to become an anchoress. In medieval times, an anchoress was mock-buried, and the door to the anchorage was bricked shut and became a wall. The women had a window to the church and a walled courtyard as well, but St. Hildegard of Bingen spent 30 years in the two-room anchorage. Other nuns joined Yuda and Hildegard, and after the death of Yuda, Hildegard was unanimously voted to become abbess. It was at this point in her life that Hildegard requested that her nuns and her no longer live in the anchorage. In the second half of her life, St. Hildegard moved her nuns and founded two other convents. From the age of three, St. Hildegard experienced visions of God, but it wasn't until the age of 43, after being directed in a vision, that she began writing them down. Her first book, Scavius, is a collection of 26 of her divine revelations. St. Hildegard of Bingen is considered to be a polymath, or Renaissance woman, someone with expert knowledge in many areas. She had many talents, interests, and abilities. She wrote about medicine, herbs, botany, theology, the liturgy. She composed songs, which are still widely performed today, wrote plays, preached, and counseled many people through letters. St. Hildegard was declared a doctor of the church by Pope Benedict XVI in 2012 and is well known for her theology of viriditas, or greenness, that God manifests himself and is seen in all of nature and creation, and how the soul rooted in God is full of life and is constantly flourishing. St. Hildegard of Bingen has no official patronages. Now it's time for our story. The sparkling water of the Rhine lapped up against the sides of the boat carrying St. Hildegard and her sisters back to Dizzy Badenburg. This had been such an amazing trip, Hildegard had not seen the Rhine since she traveled on its waters as a child over 40 years before. She smiled and thanked God for everything as the warm sun shone on her face. The city of Mainz had almost been overwhelming. After so many years in the anchorage, a city so full of people, things, and busyness delighted all her senses. But it wasn't the city with all of its treasures that filled Hildegard's heart to the brim. The Archbishop of Mainz had approved her request to move her nuns to Rupertsburg. Her brothers had agreed to give her some land, and most importantly, she knew it was God's will. She had been told in a vision that God wanted her to branch off and form her own community. The idea of moving her nuns to their very own land was thrilling. They would have space, their own space, to pray, to learn, to grow. It wasn't going to be easy. They would have to leave the comfort of Dizzy Bodenberg and make the 65-mile journey and live in tents while working to build the new convent but it would be worth it. Hildegard was excited, so hopeful, so grateful. But as the boat neared Dizzy Bodenberg, Hildegard's happy daydreaming was replaced by anxiety. Abbot Kuno, the head of Dizzy Bodenberg, had already told Hildegard that she could not leave. 
she had asked his permission to start a new community, and he had refused. Many, many people came every year to Dizzy Badenberg to speak to Hildegard, and Abbot Kuno made sure to encourage those that came to leave a donation on their way out. And the wealthy relatives of the other sisters also generously supported the community. Hildegard and the other sisters got off the boat and made their way down the lush green forest path to Dizzy Badenberg. The next morning, Hildegard was summoned by Abbot Kuno. Hildegard knew that this was coming. She knew Kuno would be furious that she had gone over his head. But this is what God had asked her to do, and she could not ignore the will of God. Hildegard looked down at the floor as Abbot Kuno lectured her. He was so angry. I do not care what the Archbishop of Mainz has told you. You answer to me. I decide what you do or do not do. You have no right to try to go against my authority. It is your wickedness that makes you think you have a right to do that. Women should not be living alone, and women should not be governing themselves. How dare you think such sinful things? The monks agree with me. You foolish women do not understand what you are asking for. You will not survive without us. I am only asking for what God asked me to do. I mean no disrespect to you, but only to do the will of God, Hildegard replied. And with that, she was told to leave. Hildegard choked back tears as she walked the stone corridor back to her room. She sat down at her desk and buried her face in her hands as the hot tears streamed down her face. God help me, she prayed. This is your will. I do not know what else to do. I have tried to convince Kuno you want this, but he will not listen to me. Hildegard spent the rest of the evening writing letters to all of her superiors, begging for help, and then went to sleep. The peace of the morning was broken by the sounds of screaming. Help! Oh, someone help! Abbas Hildegard is sick! Please, someone help! The monks and nuns rushed into Hildegard's room and found that she was completely paralyzed. She was as still as a board, and no matter how hard anyone tried, they could not move her or bend her limbs. The brothers and sisters of the community were terrified. They did not understand what had happened to their beloved mother. But soon, whispers began, and they realized that Hildegard had become paralyzed the day after Abbot Kuno had told her he would not let her do what God had asked. For four days, Hildegard remained completely and totally paralyzed. No one could move her. No one could help her. Finally, Abbot Kuno came to visit her room. Certain that she was going to die, and ashamed of his behavior, he looked at Hildegard and said, If you survive and recover from this, you and your sisters can move to Rupertsburg. With that, Hildegard's paralysis was lifted. She was weak and tired, but she was free. It became clear to all the monks that had called her a liar and opposed her that truly this was the will of God. The abbot kept his promise and allowed the sisters to leave. He regretted his decision and made life hard for them when he couldn't keep their money, but eventually Hildegard and her sisters enjoyed the full freedom and joy of their community that God had promised. In time, St. Hildegard had over 50 sisters in her community in Rupertsburg, and even founded a second community across the river, which is still there today. The story of St. Hildegard of Bingen reminds us that God is in charge, and that while we should always ask for God's permission to act, He doesn't need ours. St. Hildegard of Bingen, pray for us. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoyed the story. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and reviews are always appreciated. Until next time.